and welcome to episode 16 of Nature Spot. This week I'm talking to Heather um, about the power of nature to heal us, messy gardens, veg patches, the community of community gardening, getting comfortable with silence and making nature connection a habit which is good for the soul. We also talk about connecting in a physical way to the walking or the feel of the soil, um, to the exercise, which is also so good for our bodies, where the two are, of course, connected. Um, And we talk about lots of other stuff as well. We recorded our chat over Zoom, so you will hear some variation in the sound quality, but I hope that you enjoy this episode and would love to hear about your own experiences with nature. Uh, Do you struggle to connect? Um, Do you find it easy? Is it find, uh, hard to find a place to connect? Um, or have you found joy in nature even from your balcony or window box? Um, I'd love to hear from you, but for now, um, I'll just leave you to my conversation with Heather. I hope you enjoy. Heather, can you tell us about um, the nature spot that you've been visiting and yeah, your relationship with nature? Sure. So I recently um, moved back in with my family um, for personal reasons because I I split up with my partner and I spent the first part of the summer being quite sad because of that and but not necessarily hiding away inside I, I was still doing the things that I knew would make me happy like getting out into nature because for me I saw that as like a route to eventually being happy again so I spent a lot of time just kind of um kind of moping around with my dad up at his veg patch (laughs) um you know he'd give me a little job to do and I'd maybe sit for a bit and I'd maybe stand there with with the, the watering hose in my hand and stare off into the distance and you know things like that and I wasn't necessarily fully engaged, but I was definitely still engaged in, in nature, um, which yeah. was lovely. And it was that kind of daydreaming um, sort of mode that you're in that I was in for, for quite a, a lot of the summer. So that kind of, you know, constant thinking, not necessarily listening to other people, just drifting off in the distance. But actually, I think that's, that's the perfect mindset to be in when you're in nature. Um, so, I mean, this place is... It's not far from where I am now. I'm, I'm currently sat in my parents' garden, which is beautiful. It's got three different levels to it. It's got a pond right in front of me and it smells of lavender as we're talking. And um, there's a, yeah, there's a series of beautiful plants that bless them. They've, they've fallen over slightly, but they're absolutely stunning. You've got fennel, you've got um a perennial kale you've got nasturtium flowers just flooding down onto the path next to the lavender and they're almost kind of in a in a knot in a mess but it's so beautiful because you know plants shouldn't be kind of you know isolated to one spot and this kind of pruned perfect garden I've, I've just not ever thought that that's the way that nature should be it shouldn't be groomed and and refined and so for me that's absolutely beautiful that is beauty in in nature as is kind of the shapes and the and the paths that it creates um 
Yes, I completely agree. I think I think nature makes the most beautiful kind of mess, doesn't it? Like it knows exactly where to put things so they look beautiful. It knows exactly, yeah, it just knows the colours, the all of it, you know. And I think sometimes when we interfere but don't really know what we're doing, like me, um, that's when you can get a bit of a mishap because there's this mismatch between what nature's really trying to tell you something. You're like, no, must have some formality here, but yeah. But it, yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no you, you've got it right yeah that's exactly right yeah yeah but so can I ask you because you mentioned something really interesting right at the beginning um that I don't think many of us are connected with um anymore and that is that you knew um in the beginning even when you weren't able to kind of fully engage that nature would be the route to happiness so where does that come from where does your connection you know how like have you always had that where how did you know, you know, that this was what was going to heal you or help you? I guess you? I've just been so lucky with my upbringing. It's always been something that has been the route to, to happiness, whether it was when I was younger, just playing in the garden. I was always outside. I was a summer baby. So, you know, I was from the age of zero. I was barefoot and, you know, just a nappy on just running around. Well, not running, but being in the garden in yeah. the outside spaces and yeah. stuff. And so... Um, and my family are also nature orientated. Um, that I, you know, I, I always knew that was my route to happiness. You know, I got extreme joy when I was younger out of doing really cute little things like hedgehog watch from my parents' conservatory and <laughs> going out in the morning with my dad to watch foxes and, um, and you know, holidays were always geared around nature and seeing things and that's what brings me excitement and joy so I knew that that was that's what I needed in in both the short term and the long term to regain some sort of normality back I guess in in my emotional well-being um so yeah and but you do lose that connection I mean it's not something that I'm always in the right mindset to kind of go out and do that every day and I guess being a summer person it helps that the weather's good because you know at that time it was it was beautiful weather it was sunny it was it was warm and I would imagine if the same thing had occurred in winter it might have been a a bit of a different story actually because I wouldn't have been so forthcoming Mm. to get out into nature because because of the cold and the rain and things like that yeah it's interesting because I do wonder often you know how um, those of us who have been able to get outside during the last few months um, how differently we would have weathered the lockdown you know and the pandemic and all the worry um, had had it happened actually over winter you know so not only with the less vitamin d um, because you know the less sunshine and everything and um, and also the inclination that you mentioned you know that, that actually we can struggle with when it gets a little bit colder and a bit wetter and you know and actually yeah one of the things I wanted to ask you was uh, are you still as inclined to get outside when it turns or do you think that would be a bit more of a struggle? It's, it's these sort of weird barriers we create for ourselves that are invisible mm. and, and not necessarily that rational are they because you know I mean I've I've lived in Scotland where it's a lot colder and I've been to cold places and you know that if you just put on the right clothing you'll be okay so but it's 
I guess that kind of wanting to feel warm and cozy is quite an innate feeling, isn't it? You know, not wanting to go out of your cave um, away from, you know, the warmth and into the cold. So you've got to, I guess, battle that innate need to stay warm and, and get out and about. I was going to say nail on the head because I think, yes, as humans, we really yeah. like comfort. And um, I think sometimes that can override. I mean, listen, in life, right? So, you know, getting into comfort zones with, I don't know, jobs, you know, the way we live, all this kind of thing. We yeah. like comfort. And sometimes we forget that that's not always good for us. And so, uh, you know, the thing of not, you know, really struggling to make ourselves get outside the door when it gets a bit colder or darker because we're really comfortable seems very similar to me to... Um, you know that thing of if you get home, it's almost impossible to get to the gym. Whereas if you don't think about it and just do it, it's almost like the hardest part of exercise is getting out there, putting your stuff on, getting out the door. But once you're there, yeah, you love it and it's great and it's good for you and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, just we're strange animals. You know, I'm going to have to check in with you, you know, as, as winter, um, you know, as autumn and winter come to see how, how you're managing actually, because I would find it really interesting to, to see how other people, particularly people who like yourself, who are already really linked into nature and really understand that their well-being is really helped by it, you know, to see how maybe even you might possibly struggle, you know, because I really struggle generally, because life kind of takes you away from that, doesn't it? You know, you can be stuck in an office, the last thing you want to do is make an yeah. effort again. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> mm. but, um, but so for those people who are listening, could you tell us a bit about, yeah, tell us a bit about your dad's veg patch and where you've been going and what's been healing you? Kind of try and paint a picture if you oh, can. Oh, so it's, um, it's, yeah, it's not too far from here. It's just um, from the house you, you go up. The, the road to the top of this hill which we we live on and um it's uh it's got like a dirt track up the top so you you know you need muddy boots or or shoes that you're prepared to go through puddles with if it's had a little bit of rain um and as you go up the hill you kind of trail the track past various um farm fields which if we go at sort of dusk time or or early in the morning to check the veg patch there there's often the chance that you can spot a fox or you know some sort of lovely little delight um, or surprise um at that time of day which is nice um there's like a derelict barn which um is on the right hand side as you go up and it's just got a lot of potential i'd love to get my head in there and have a look i reckon there could be bats so I think there's definitely opportunity for birds roosting and things like that but I've not to date seen anything come out I sort of pause there for a bit as I'm going up or coming back and go Ooh, you know this time is there going to be something um and then you get to the the kind of muddy bit bit on the track on the way up so a bit of sort of flat area and then as it goes really steep there's a there's a bit sort of midway up where you can have a bit of a breather which is lovely if you're feeling a bit out of breath but it's um it's a spot me and my dad always stop because there's a chance of seeing um little bunny rabbits just having a little munch in the field and there's one particular one that's black in color so it's the one that stands out and uh, has its own little cuteness yeah. for being different Unusual. um mm -hmm. so that's nice and then 
the track ends and there's this absolutely stunning tunnel of trees that's been you know carved by nature and, and carved by us just kind of walking through it so there's um there's badger sets in it and um it's it, it can get quite you know dark and gloomy if you come back at at um dusk you know quite atmospheric as you look through this t straight tunnel of trees to the end and then there's a gate and you um you go through the gate and you kind of trail around this um water uh, storage tank um area that's sort of underground and then you come round and and get to the farm track that goes to the field and you start to find a bit more nature starts to to creep into the picture so as you as you're walking around there's lots of butterflies and butterflies have been and moths have been a real feature this year um there's this absolutely lovely man um called john who is a real enthusiast when it comes to butterflies and moths and i'm i'm not there yet but i've been introduced to you know various different species and multiple occasions he's you know he's pointed things out and they're fairly common things but i've i've learnt a few sort of terms and a few species yeah. that i didn't know the names of so that's nice mm -hmm. um so there's a lot of those and then um there's kind of two gates to go through and then you're at this amazing field which has been um i think for the past sort of 10 or so years owned by a community group um so they there's about five or six families that have shares in in this field and they divide up the area into like three zones basically so well, four zones, you've got the bit where you come in, where the chickens sit and uh, where the compost heap is. And then right in the middle, you've got the veg patch, which is enclosed to stop the little bunny rabbits trying to eat everything. <laughs> um, and then there's a uh, forest garden down the side, which is really nice because there's a, a few families that have got children. So um, they get to run around and, and play in the forest garden. And collect fruit off the bushes and, and things like that um and then there's a, a wildflower meadow and they they um they cut it once a year for for hay in a very traditional way which is nice and they're trying to kind of introduce more existing um species into it that would have would have existed originally is what i'm trying to say so yeah it's a it's a bit of a science project as yeah. well and um well the the veg patch is lovely you kind of you go in and you're you're batting off artichokes as they've fallen into the into the pathway and there's there's big sunflowers and things like that people tend to to grow things together there so they'll grow flowers with vegetables and there's just little things popping out of the veg beds and it's lovely um and my parents bit is right at the back it's it's kind of down at the corner of the field looking out into the hay meadow which is nice because you've got a, mm -hmm. a brilliant aspect it's almost like a 180 degree view of the sky so it's it's stunning you get the best sunsets the best sunrises up there um and you get a really really lovely view of the the town below but also you know the hills in the valley on the opposite side and it's yeah it's a stunning yeah. place to be and 
That sounds amazing. So you're just fully in nature. You're like surrounded by it kind of on all sides and you can see it must be an incredibly healing place, you know, in and of itself, even whether you happen to need a bit of extra healing or not. Oh, definitely. It's a place you could go up and you could just sit for a bit. You could camp overnight if you wanted and just get into nature and and feel, you almost feel off grid because you're not, you can't see too much. You can see, you know, too much man-made items or, or sort of infrastructure you can see quite a traditional town down in the valley and you can sometimes hear the road but you, you know it's it's mostly a very natural place which is lovely yeah sounds incredible and so I'm guessing if you've got a community there as well then perhaps that's been a part of the um I don't know the I, I know I keep using the word healing but that's all really that comes to mind part of what's kind of helped that process yeah maybe. definitely because I've you know in times when when I've been feeling sad and I've gone up and there's been other people up there we've we've had a chat and it's it's been nice to as you say as you said before kind of getting out of your comfort zone is is quite difficult mm-hmm. isn't it and if I if I hadn't left the yeah. house and someone came to the door and wanted a chat I probably would have not been very inclined to have a chat if I was in the house but because I'd begun the process of having a positive experience that day by going up there I was a bit more inclined to have a bit of a conversation with someone I'd not met before or someone I'd only met a few times and um, it's lovely because everyone's kind of got the same values which makes it all the more easy mm. to to have discussions with yeah. yeah that's so interesting as well it's really interesting as well what you kind of um touched on there which was that um one positive experience can kind of shift your mindset so that you're more inclined to engage in the things such as actually talking to people which quite often if we're not feeling very happy is like the last thing we want to do so just that one action of even you know even though you've gone out on your own but because you like it there it's kind of opened your eyes or your your um shifted your mindset a little bit so that then you're able to do the next thing which is engage with people which improves things a little bit more they're like yeah that's really interesting and it's too. multiple things it's the nature it's the getting your your heart going as you're going up the steep hill to the to the top and um it's the doing the doing things that are natural to what i guess humans have been doing for years which is connecting to the earth isn't yeah. it and you know being yeah. more in touch with what the ground can give you like the you know the vegetables that I can't take any credit for but I've certainly helped to to pull up for water <laughs> well I was going to say you can now because you know you've helped to nurture them through the summer yeah um, and they've probably needed quite a lot of watering actually this summer because it's been very hot yeah exactly so I suppose in a part yeah I've, I've nurtured and and helped to grow them so yeah it's been lovely to see the yeah. stages that they go through and the progress that they make from you know just kind of planting tiny little carrot lings <laughs> into the ground and then yeah. seeing them form <laughs> into proper carrots and then yeah yeah it's yeah. been lovely it's kind of magic actually isn't it growing vegetables is magic it's like um 
I think there's a meme that does the rounds probably on all the social media, but I've only really seen it on Instagram, which is, you know, what gives you a greater sense of accomplishment? And it was something, you know, kind of standard. Uh, I can't remember what it was, but and then or growing your own tomato. And it was like growing your own tomato. And if you think about it, it's true, isn't it? You know, the fact that you can nurture this thing, um, which I think also goes to show how disconnected yeah. we've become. You know, because it's actually... I, I think it's actually quite rare for people to be able to grow a good <laughs> yeah. tomato. It's certainly very rare for me. Yeah, I mean, it's been <laughs> a bit know. mess here as well with tomatoes. Been a bad year. Yeah. But yeah, no, you're right. I think, oh, hello. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> so, um, yes, folks, my cat has just uh, come into view. <laughs> Hopefully he won't show up his bottom. <laughs> what he likes to do, you never know. Yeah. You might be lucky. you make a really interesting point because it's not you know it's not a brand new iphone that makes you happy is it it's it's doing those things that would normally give you satisfaction in a in a more primitive context which is you know growing or nurturing something you know eating something straight from the ground is you know obviously going to be amazing because of all the nutrients it it maintains and everything like that so it's yeah it's a it's about reconnection isn't it and not focusing on (laughs) I couldn't have paid you to say that (laughs) it's like not focusing on getting the newest car or watching the tv series till the end you know must do that it's like no you must get out into nature literally before before it's too late before we lose this connection because it's yeah it could be could be devastating to people's health i think if if they don't see the value in in reconnection i i really agree and so with that in mind can you um I don't know can you give any tips for people who might be struggling to connect you know because they don't feel like it because they're feeling a little bit crappy or you know like what would be your um strategy for getting yourself out the door if you were struggling a little bit that's a good one um I would say try and start as soon as possible while it's the summer I'm quite biased because I love the heat (laughs) yeah and sunshine makes me happy but before the winter sets Mm -hmm. in um it's the opportune moment where we're having a lovely sort of uh, end of the summer a, a longer summer aren't we and and the sun's coming out so yeah don't don't delay would be the first thing um and it sounds so stupid but this kind of saying right I'm just gonna do it it's it's an it's a really odd attitude to kind of like to, to really hone in on and, and actually execute all the time. But once you've got it and once you start doing it, it becomes more natural for your brain to think that's the normal thing to do. And don't get me wrong, I get myself in a, in a rut all the time. And I, you know, you, everybody goes through phases, whether it's, you know, as you mentioned earlier, getting yourself to the gym or whether it's going outside or, you know, when I was younger, sometimes for me, it was like, oh, I don't want to go to my piano lesson because I haven't done my practice. And then once you get there, you just know how beneficial it is. So it's 
for me it's about focusing on that and focusing on wanting to be happy and wanting to have those benefits and if you're not maybe if you're not having those benefits maybe think about kind of why you don't think you're connecting with nature a lot of people um go out for a walk the other day we were walking up to the field and there seems to be this trend with having a loud speaker on playing the radio while you're out on a walk at the moment and for me it's just that is that's a massive barrier isn't it to nature because you're going to scare whatever creature is in your path away and it just makes me sort of feel like well do you not want the connection anyway (laughs) I'll probably go off on a rant now do you know that's actually so interesting that you say that because just today I was when I was cycling to work there was a guy who had uh yeah loudspeaker on and I thought my god well first thing was I was observing how since the traffic has Mm. kind of resumed how it drowns out the sound of nature which I feel really sad about and I really notice you know in the early days when nobody was on the roads or very you know hardly any people you could really hear the bird song and of course it was spring so they were more singy but you know even so so not only have we got that to contend with but then yeah if you've got a loudspeaker going even if you don't scare them off you're not going to hear them (laughs) it's like exactly yeah and I think I think a lot of people are and there's there's nothing wrong with this. It's just that you can you can kind of stop this cycle if if you want that connection with nature. And a lot of people kind of fill their lives with noise, but when the noise stops, that for them is is scary. Um, so you know you can't, for example, sit in silence, um, or you can't sit and have a conversation you have to be watching the tv having the radio on um you know even driving home in the car just having some absolute silence and kind of thinking time i found recently i didn't used to do that actually um but recently i've been if i need to go anywhere kind of driving sometimes with the radio off because actually it's okay to sit in silence and you actually do notice things a bit more um i think and yeah it's maybe not not having the 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 fear because whatever whatever you're doing while you're on your walk without your headphones in or without your speaker going is whatever you see is going to distract you from whatever thoughts you're scared of in your head and as soon as you get that first or or yay I've just seen a fox or whatever it is you're just going to be like oh cool I saw a fox instead of being focused on whatever it is that's scaring you or making you feel unhappy so throwing yourself into it is what you need to do (laughs) yeah I, I can absolutely um yeah kind of confirm for people that that's exactly what happens for me the minute you start really looking, I mean, that's the whole kind of, you know, idea about forest bathing or sit spot or, you know, all that kind of stuff. But the minute you really start noticing what's around you, it's a real mindfulness practice. You know, you're, you're focusing your mind fully on something that's actually really positive. You know, so, yeah, not, not the horrible stuff, uh, not the worry stuff, 
but actually the joy that's everywhere and that in itself i'm told by um well there's another podcast that i'll refer to in the notes but um which is really good for your brain and rewiring your brain in a way that will make you happier in yeah. the longer term so that's really interesting that you kind of yeah, yeah. mentioned that too that's bad so um and this the answer to this doesn't have to be a yes but is there anything else that you would like to tell the audience about i don't know nature or connecting with it or anything at all <laughs> something that just came to mind my cat's just come into view i'll show you her she's, um, hello cat she's just been <gasps> hunting <laughs> but she, has she has she i hope she hasn't hunted hunting real food she's just really good at hunting insects oh. which has its neg negatives anyway oh. because i mean she's caught a few bees in her time and obviously we we need to stop mm bees declining anyway so a cat catching bees is not going to help that <laughs> however yeah. it i think something that i've done a lot of recently is is sitting with her in the garden and um you know cats are quite serene and kind of quiet and they they prick their ears up at little movements and and things like that but so can a calm dog so if you're if you've got a pet like a, a cat or a dog and and it's in a calm state and it's out in your garden or out with you if you've got a dog maybe on a walk or a cat if you like to walk your cat <laughs> there are people who do <laughs> there are yeah um just kind of tune into what they're tuning into because you know right now i'm looking at millie and she's she's got her eyes in the grass somewhere and i don't know what she's looking at but actually it could be really interesting mm. what she's looking at so you know she it will be a bird in the sky and she'll suddenly you know catch it out of the corner of her eye and you might be able to to see mm. whatever it is and um you know sometimes she sits and she just kind of watches a patch of bush for for hours waiting for things to happen and it's almost like she's watching tv you know mm. she's she's kind of like tapping into that innate excitement it's real excitement isn't it and um yeah you know, she's not if she's been cooped up inside in the winter she's naughty she's getting up on the surfaces she's grumpy she you know, things like that there's yeah. so many parallels between your pet or, or animals and, and humans. So, you know, I would just say, you know, it works for cats, it works for dogs to get outside, to, to be walked, to be in nature, to sit for a bit and kind of look around and be engaged and, you know, flick your head from left to right and see what's coming. And so if it works for them and, you know, it could definitely work for us. <laughs> I think that's a brilliant note to end on, actually. And um, yeah, that's so true. Thanks for that. I think that could be really useful to help people tap into, you know, what's around them. If they struggle, if they've really lost connection, if they just, you know, haven't been out in a while, haven't really looked, to kind of, yeah, just follow what's your cat doing? Is that a grasshopper in the grass? You know, which I suspect it might be, because I don't know about you, but we've had loads yeah. of grasshoppers this year. They're everywhere um so she's probably you know thinking about how she's yeah. going to eat that one because that's just what we're doing. But, um yeah so no thank you that's, that's yeah. brilliant
So that was almost it, but then I got very excited and wanted Heather to tell us a little bit about her pond, so there is actually a little bit more. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so um, so briefly then, if you've got another minute, tell me about your pond and like, yeah, what what's there? That's kind of um, you know, and and what have you seen there this year? And well, it's it's it like you said earlier, some things are left mm -hmm. to nature, and this is definitely one of those things that's been left to nature. <laughs> it is um, probably in need of some TLC. Um, however. There's some lovely lily pads. Um, there's a lot of little white flowers, which I actually don't know what they are. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go away and find that out tonight. That's the sort of stuff. Yeah, that's the sort of stuff that excites me is kind of, you know, going, what's that? And then going away and finding it out. And that's part of also why I love nature is because I'm a, a bit of a, person who asks questions um but yeah i mean i'd love to tell you that there's a wealth of organisms in here um there's <laughs> i haven't seen any frogs but the dragonflies absolutely love it there's some stunning dragonflies that that come in um and damselflies as well and it's been really popular with them this summer and we've seen um We've seen a lot of birds as well around here, I suppose, you know, in terms of having a drink, that's also been quite a, a key aspect of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is, it's not at its best, but we've, we've had so many great summers with the pond in the past. I mean, when I was a child, it was a bit bigger. We've, we've kind of, it's a bit smaller now, but we've, we had, fish we had um frogs and and things like that and and neats so it's been a really important part of my childhood as well as grabbing around mm -hmm. in the pond having a look at the, the tadpoles as they change and morph and grow and um you know even ending up in it as a kid you know falling into it and I had an old cat called Lucky who actually caught one of the fish from it as well so there's there's so many like kind of old funny stories that that I've got about the pond so it's been yeah I mean the pond and the garden and everything have just been such an important part of, of my childhood so yeah I'm very lucky yeah. <laughs> that's okay I'll show thank you, you so then. much that's brilliant <laughs> yeah. oh cool you know ours is quite sort of yeah overgrown and stuff like that but actually the wildlife loves really? it i mean i've even seen a fox drinking out of our pond which i didn't you know i didn't see. yeah, yeah it does. it's incredible so it just attracts all sort of wildlife doesn't it and um where's the cat so i have important. to show you the yeah. the bit i was talking about yeah. earlier with the the special and kale and everything yeah oh yes I saw it when you kind of spun the camera around a little bit, but that's so beautiful. Now tell me, do yeah, you know yeah, we the do. nasturtium leaves They're lovely, the and um, the seeds are really kind of peppery and hot as well, if you've ever had them. Mm -hmm. Can you eat the seeds like without, because I, I think I've seen um, like recipes for pickling yeah. them, you know, so then they uh, kind of become like capers, so. but can you just eat yeah. them all? Yeah, you can have some salads, yeah. Well, do, yeah. Is that how you eat them? Do you eat them raw? <laughs> That's exciting. I'm going to go and pick some later. But yeah, 
brilliant because we've got some too and they're brilliant and they're almost my yeah. favorite flowers because they just keep yeah. going for ages and ages and ages don't they and um yeah brilliant <laughs> joining me today. Although she is not much on social media, Heather has asked me to share the website of the RSPB's Give Nature a Home campaign, which I will put in the episode notes. I hope that our discussion inspires you to let your garden grow a little bit wild and to connect with nature wherever and whenever you can. Having heard first-hand testimony that it really is good for the soul. I can never say that word properly first time through. Uh, Whether you're going through a tough time just now or not. As Heather said, nature is the route to happiness. Um, So I'll also uh, put a link to the other podcast which I mentioned, um, which is all to do about focusing on the positive and rewiring the way your mind works. I really recommend it. And so many thanks again uh, to Heather for a great chat. We'll be reconnecting again in wintertime to see how she's getting on. And if you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, rate and subscribe on whichever platform you're hearing this and get in touch via the voicemail on Anchor or on the at Nature Spot podcast uh, Instagram account if you want to comment on this episode or would like to be a guest on a future one. And as always, thanks for listening. <laughs>